Friends, before we begin, let me invite you to keep up with all the Tracks for the Journey resources by subscribing to the Tracks Express newsletter. Once a week, I send a wide range of helps for well-being directly to your inbox. The Express has inspiration and insights for spirituality, relationships, ecology, emotional health, and yes, recipes for good food. The easiest way to subscribe is on my website, www.tracksforthejourney.com. Thanks for listening today. Welcome to Tracks for the Journey, the program dedicated to your well-being through progressive Christian spirituality, psychology, and science. I'm Larry Payne, your host, and I'm grateful that you've joined me today. Today's episode is entitled, Diary Your Way to Well-Being, and we're going to explore what it means to keep a therapeutic diary. I think it's one of the most important subjects for emotional mental health. Well, as we get to that subject, let me take you back in history. Many years ago, when I was a 14-year-old, of course searching and fairly confused, I began to keep a diary. I found a large hardback ledger book with 200 blank pages ready for my innermost thought. And in these pages, I kept stories of my athletic strivings, of my uh, spiritual commitments that would last a lifetime, and especially I spent a lot of time on my dating life. Now, you'll be relieved, and I know I am, that years ago, I cut out most of that stuff, keeping just a few pages for posterity. I was not a teenage literary prodigy by any means, but I want to ask you, have you ever kept a journal or a diary? Do you keep one today? Well, I believe, as I said a moment ago, that this can contribute to your mental well-being. I'm not talking just about any kind of record. I'm talking about a therapeutic journal, and I want to explore today what that's all about. Now let's just do a little history. The earliest examples of writing are found in Samaria, which is near the city of Baghdad today. Clay tablets used for commerce dating back 3,000 years have been found. Now, around 550 BCE, God gave a Hebrew prophet named Jeremiah some specific instructions. Write in a book all the words that I've spoken to you. Of course, by that time, many things had been committed to writing. The history holds that diaries were a part of many famous people. You'll recognize the name of Marcus Aurelius, who kept his diary at A.D. 70, and that is still being circulated and read today. Marco Polo published a diary in 1275 A.D. about his journeys from Italy to China. And then in years later, biographies became a sensation in publishing. Have you ever heard the phrase, Dr. Livingstone, I preserve? That was what Stanley said, the famous explorer, when he found David Livingstone after five years of silence. 
later, their work was published as the diaries that they had kept during their amazing explorations of Central Africa. Closer to our time, everyone has heard of the diary of Anne Frank, and in the modern world, Michelle Obama's memoir entitled Becoming is still on the bestseller lists. Now, you may be saying, Larry, that's so interesting. I woke up this morning thinking about the history of diaries and writing. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Let's take this as a springboard and get into what a therapeutic diary can mean for you. We're discussing the value of keeping a journal or a diary, and common folks like you and me can do this as well. A, fam a family treasure around my house are the journals kept by my mother-in-law, Ruth. At her passing some years ago, the families shared more than 50 years of her notes and diaries about the day-to-day -day activities of her life and her family. The small notes of family events, her thoughts on some of the great happenings of the world, spiritual insights, and even some juicy gossip that we enjoyed reading, all of these left a legacy for her family. In a much darker way, diaries sometimes are kept by criminals. In 1959, four members of a Virginia family were abducted and murdered. A tip some years later led police to search the resident of a 26-year-old jazz musician named Melvin Reese. In his saxophone case, they found a journal detailing the crime and the sadistic torture of the victims. Newspapers got a hold of it and called it the Death Diary. Reese was convicted and died in prison 35 years later. Well, modern science has found that journal keeping can do far more than our lives in our lives than just give a record of this event or that special occasion. So I want us to talk about a specific kind of diary today called a therapeutic journal. This specialized practice has been shown in numerous studies to be beneficial. The scientific work began with a New Jersey psychiatrist, Dr. Ira Progoff. He directed his patients to write extremely detailed narratives of their lives, their dreams, and their insights. Many in his, in his practice were helped, and the idea spread. Today, a majority of mental health professionals use journal writing to develop self-awareness and to promote growth. Conditions like depression, PTSD, anxiety, adjustment disorders, and many others are addressed with journal therapy and the guidance of a mental health professional. I like to talk to my clients about the development of self-awareness as they take some time to reflect on the events of their lives and, most importantly, what they're really feeling and thinking. Writing, it's been discovered, releases, long, uh, releases emotions long buried in memories, and reviewing those entries across months can reveal patterns of behavior that are blocking progress today. Insights can really emerge that are life-changing. A few years later, psychologist James Pennybacker studied expressive writing. 
He reported the evidence is showing, and I'm quoting here, writing about traumatic experiences for as little as 15 to 20 minutes a day can produce measurable results in physical and mental health. Just to illustrate this, in a very common way, in a recent article for runnersworld.com, Olympian runner Molly Huddle describes the effect her journal keeping has had for her. She logs by hand every detail of her training and her personal life. She says it makes her slow down and think through what has happened. Reviewing her entries enables her to set new personal records and eventually become one of America's greatest female runners. Diaries can be used for a lot of things. And I hear your objection. Larry, I'm not a writer. I misspell every other word. I have three kids to get to bed every night. I can't write a diary. Well, just hang on. I'm going to give you some helps after this break. I do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and I hope you're learning something about the importance of keeping a therapeutic journal. But now I want us to talk about some of the practical things. There are many ways to keep a journal. For you non-writers, there is an app called Dalio, D-A-Y-L-I-O, and it provides icons to record your moods, activities, and ideas. You're prompted with key questions to tap the icon. Emojis and symbols can help you keep a visual record, and you don't even need to write a word if you don't want to. It's incredibly easiest and free, and you can review and automatically analyze what's happened in the past. And you can write entries for extra details. Check this out because it's very interesting. Another app that's frequently recommended for persons in a hurry, which would be all of us, wouldn't it, is the 5-Minute Journal. It's created by a group called Intelligent Design. With a very easy morning and evening prompt and spaces for pictures, you can build a great diary for just pocket change. It costs $5 a year. I think it's worth checking out, too, if you'd like something to do on your phone. Now, here's my simple outline for freelancers. Take a notebook page or open a document on your computer and focus on just three simple areas. Event, express, and engage. First, the event part. Tell about an event and what happened in some simple details or as much as you want to. Next, express your feelings, your thoughts and your reactions to what happened. This may take a little bit of reflection, but it's very important to be honest without judgment as you express your emotions. And then thirdly, engage in the growth process by looking back over the what you've written and applying a lesson or an insight from that day that might help you for the future. So very simple, event, express, and engage. And if you'll keep those and review them at the end of the month, you may find something amazing. Now, there's another thing that you could do that I also call the free journal. This is a very simple process. Take a piece of paper and for five minutes, write anything you want to, anything that's on your mind without any 
hesitation, without any punctuation, without any editing or judgment, just write it down. Then take five minutes to review what you've written. Think it through and maybe jot another thing or two. And then finally, tear that up. You say, what, Larry, tear it up? I thought you kept yours for years. Yes, I did. But in this free journal, the idea is to give you complete freedom to express what's on your heart and mind and then dispose of it so that you don't have to worry about it again. These ideas can help you as you journal your way to well-being. In today, let me close with a confession. I've kept some kind of diary for more than 50 years. I talked about how I began, and over the years it's varied, sometimes in great detail, and other times just some few notes going through the calendars of my day. But recently, I used my day-by-day diary from 1976 to write a book-length memoir of a year that changed my life. It was the year to finish my theological studies, seek a place of ministry, grow in a marriage, and start a family. I've condensed it into a book that is here, Journey to Friendship, a memoir. And it tells the exciting story of 1976 and what we went through as a family and as a nation. Well, what I was able to write and review brought those memories alive in technicolor detail once again. I found some neglected truths about myself from way back when that brought insights for today. So let me close by just reading a brief uh, excerpt from what I thought about way back then and how I used that to reflect on today's life. We had learned a little about discerning the Lord's will over the years of our journey. The process always started with questions, discontent, and struggle. I hadn't felt comfortable aiming toward a career in journalism. I didn't want to live without a wonderful woman by my side, and I didn't want to miss seminary studies. I didn't have any interest in staying in Wisconsin. That's where we were living for part of 1976. Each time, some issue pinched and prodded for change. And in this restlessness, the Spirit of God began to work to stir the waters of my soul. Prayer came next after this discontent to launch a holy exploration of some uncharted territory. Bible verses also came under examination, tinted with a colored lens of personal meaning. Mentors offered their opinions. Lists of pros and cons lay in notebooks. Jan and I would talk and talk again about all these options. I would often feel like Jacob by the river Jabbok, wrestling to find a way forward with God. In the final steps, a eureka would come. The many options narrowed down to one clear choice. Ideas then would flood the mind, revealing such rich possibilities that lay just beyond the surrender of saying yes to whatever God wanted me to do. So from the memoir of 1976, some great insights came to me. And in this episode, you've heard how many people have kept a journal. You've heard some ideas about how you can do the same. But what I want to say again 
is how beneficial this is for you. If you'd like more information, I invite you to go to my website, tracksforthejourney.com, and there I'll be sharing some more about journaling. You can also email me directly at trackspodcast at mail.com. I'd like to discuss this idea with you and perhaps present some more information that might be helpful. But right now, it's your turn. Start writing your journal today.